Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Rico Bronia. The Mets played a game. Then there was an attempt to play the game on Saturday. And really all we got was two innings and one out in the third inning before if you stood there and watched it, and I don't think anybody did, we had a four-plus-hour rain delay in Washington, D.C., before finally, with no communication to anybody, the Nationals said, without any rain falling, let's cancel this game. Let's suspend this game and move it to the following day, which will be Sunday. So a lot to cover on the Rico. We'll talk about the win from Friday, the disgrace from Saturday, a lot of emails with ideas on how to save and turn around this Mets season. But before we get to all of that, let's get to this Saturday disgrace, okay? So Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock first pitch, the New York Mets and the Washington Nationals. And what I always do, because I'm that crazy, is I don't want to waste scorecards. And this goes back to a year ago. A year ago, the Mets had 150 rainouts. And I can't tell you how many times I would set up my scorecard, Pete. The standings would be put in. The lineups would be put in. And then there'd be no game. And what I would do is I'd write rain out, rain out. I wasted so many pages by writing in rain out. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'll tell you exactly why I'm bringing this up. It's a beautiful Saturday. I'm hanging out with my youngest son, Spence, at the time. And I say, oh, he's kind of relaxed right now. I'm going to get my book ready for the four o'clock game. May not watch it at four o'clock, may watch it five hours later on DVR, but let me get the book ready. Why the hell not? And I notice that there's an emoji on the lineups that says rain. And I'm like, rain? It's beautiful outside. DC's not that far away. The hell are we talking about? So I fire up my weather channel app 
and I see nothing but rain in Washington, D.C. I see rain between 3 o'clock and 8 o'clock. This is what I see. So I'm thinking to myself, well, they could delay the game. You know, we could have a delay, and they could eventually play the game because there's clearly a window. It's just a lot later. Or they could can the game. And, and there's a lot of easy reasons why they could. Not only could you play a doubleheader Sunday or even a doubleheader on Monday in this wraparound series, but when the Mets go back to Washington later this summer, or actually in September, there are off days around the two-game series in which both the Mets and the Nationals are both off. So this would have been the easiest game to make up. You didn't even need a doubleheader. You could have just stuck it in one of those off days in September, and boom, 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 there you go. So I noticed this. I see the weather, and I'm thinking to myself, well, they may not play today. This game may not happen. So I'm going to wait before I get my book ready. 315, 330 rolls around. I'm worn out. My oldest son had a play date with like five friends. I'm running around going crazy. Now it's dad time. And my dad time was used getting my scorebook ready because I see, wow, they're going to play. There's no tarp on the field. They're going to play baseball. And they did. They started the game at 410 and about 35 minutes into this game where I was rarely live because I'm, I don't usually watch games live on Saturdays because they're usually with my kids doing something. But it was a weird day in which I spent the entire morning and early afternoon with them. And right around four o'clock, everybody was chilling. Everybody was relaxed. So it's like, hey, you want to put the Met game on? Watch this game outside. It's a beautiful day. That's what we're doing. We're watching the game. And 35 minutes in, you could see just watching this, the weather was terrible. It's raining. The infield looks atrocious. And I'll tell you one moment where I got very, very nervous. So if you didn't see this game, here's the quick recap. The Mets get run down in the first, run down in the second. They don't even get a base runner. Joey Lucchese runs in a huge trouble in the first inning, gives up a leadoff hit, gives up an RBI single to Joey Manessis. And of course, of course, the Mets are down one nothing. Uh, Lucchese somehow escapes the first inning because it would have been far worse. They're down one nothing. The Nats have the bases loaded with one out, and the count is three and one on Dom Smith, or three and zero oh on Dom Smith, if I'm not mistaken. And Lucchese fights back, gets strike one, gets strike two, and then gets Dom to bounce into a double play. Really could completely change the trajectory of this game because it looks like he's walking Dom, and it's two nothing Nats, and there's still only one out. But to Lucchese's credit, he gets the big double play of Dom Smith. It's a one nothing game. And then he gets out of trouble in the second inning, too, because he gave up a leadoff double to Jaimir Candelario. So here we are. We've played two innings. It's one nothing Nationals. And Daniel Vogelback leads off the third inning with a base hit. And you can kind of see, wow, the infield looks muddy. The infield looks bad. Michael Perez getting the start behind the plate hits a line drive to center field. And this is the image that kind of scared me. So it's completely botched by the center fielder, Alex Call. I don't know if he was going to make the play, but you can see he kind of takes his first step and he's screwed. Ball goes over his head for a double. SNY cameras now flip to Vogelback, who is ice skating around second base. So we could take our shots at Vogie. We could also take a look at the field and say, holy crap. Like, I don't know how he was running on the dirt between just the awkwardness of Vogelback and how bad the conditions were as he's running to third base. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, what the, is he even going to get there? 
And that's the moment where they stopped the game. That was it right there. Second and third, one out, top of the third inning. Vogelback is a mutter as he's running through the mud at Nationals Park. And that's when they stopped the game. So they stop it. I'm not even bothered by it because at that point, I was never going to be able to watch this game fully live because I'm getting that break. But eventually my kids are going to want to run around and do something and I'm not going to have the Met game hold it up. So I figured I was going to pause it. Maybe I get an hour in, pause the game at five, get a few winnings in and then watch the rest of the game later when everybody's calm again or falling asleep. But I didn't have to worry about that because at 443, you know, 38 minutes into the game, they stop it, which makes perfect sense. But I'm on the weather app. I know what's going on. I know that it's going to stop at like 7 o'clock at night. And since they've already started it and we're close to 5, two-hour rain delay, fix the field up. This is actually going to be perfect. This is the way I would have watched the game anyway. I was going to pause it and then start it at 7 or 8 o'clock anyway. So I'm thinking, great. The weather gods are with me on this one. Uh, as far as how the rain would impact Luke Casey and Trevor Williams, whatever. Ah, well, what can I tell you? I know it wouldn't have been a great day for the Mets to have a bullpen day because God knows David Robertson wasn't going to be available. And we'll get to that coming up in a little bit. But I wasn't even that concerned about it. Just, all right, we're going to have a baseball game. It's going to be a bullpen game. The way Trevor Williams looked over the first two innings is probably a good thing that he wasn't going to be able to come out and try to get out of that second and third one-out jam. So, at this point, I'd say I kind of forget about everything. I just figure there's a multi-hour rain delay. I'm going to enjoy my afternoon. Played baseball with the kids, ate dinner. Now we're all upstairs watching a movie where I say, hey, let's find out, is this, is this game going to start? And that's when I get sucked into the vortex. Because I see there's no rain. The tarp is off the field. Showalter and Davey Martinez are kind of navigating the field, thinking, ah, hey, how does it look? How does it feel? And then no updates. SNY would continue to play like great endings, whatever that show was called, classic endings. And every 18 minutes or so, they'd go back to DC and we'd hear the same update. They're working on the field. No start time has been announced. Now, all of this is completely unusual. I've been to many a rain delay. When they take the tarp off the field, they're going to pretty quickly tell you, hey, our estimated start time is 7.45. Our estimated start time is 9.30. And usually between the tarp coming off and the game starting, you're roughly looking at about 45 minutes. So it's not five minutes. They got to get the field ready. 45 minutes. The tarp is off the field with no rain for an hour and a half. No updates. Nothing. Not from any Met beat reporter, not from the Nationals. And SNY, I was kind of mad at SNY, but honestly, SNY had no updates for us other than what they were saying, which is, yeah, there's no tarp on the field. There's no rain. But guess what? There's no start time update. At this point, I'm thinking to myself, they're not playing this game. They, they probably see that the field is not in good enough condition. And if that's the case, fine. Can the game, but you got fans at Nationals Park. Forget us. This had really no negative impact on us if we're not at the game. I went about my night. Pete went about his night. I, I was going to say he was doing something. I can't reveal because it's a Mother's Day surprise. F it. She's not listening. Pete making a cake <laughs> for his wife from his kids. It's beautiful, by the way, Pete. Great job out of you. 
beautiful uh the eye of the beholder i guess i have no idea that was that that's what hey, you call a fail it's the thought but man i appreciate it. all Thank that you. matters it's the freaking thought so this doesn't affect i want to make this very clear i'm not complaining as if this negatively affected me or pete or really any of us listening but it did affect the twenty-five thousand people that stayed through that rain delay and a lot of people did kids adults they started chanting we want baseball and the Nationals are giving them no update. And they should have. And this is, a, this is a Major League Baseball disgrace, too. I don't want to hear it. Oh, don't blame Rob Manfred. No, no, no. The buck stops at the top. If you're Major League Baseball, you tell the Nationals, update your fans. Update your customers. You can't make them sit there for four hours in the dark. And for half of those four hours, there's no rain. And it turns out to be like a beautiful sunset in Washington, D.C. So every minute that goes by, here's my thought. The longer we don't get an update, the more convinced I am. They're not playing. They're going to cancel the game or not cancel it. They're going to suspend the game, and we'll move on to – we'll get into, like, what that ramification is. But the longer this went on, the more I'm thinking, this, this is not going to happen. And I am embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for the Nationals, and I'm embarrassed for Major League Baseball because if this had happened at City Field, oh, my God. If this had happened at Yankee Stadium, oh, my God. Like, we've killed the Mets and Yankees for less. We really have. What was pulled tonight, and we're recording this on Saturday night, maybe listening on Sunday, was a disgrace. It was a Nationals disgrace. It was a Major League Baseball disgrace. Because after four and a half hours and no rain for the last two of it, and the tarp off the field for almost two hours, they very quietly pop up on the scoreboard this game has been suspended. And then they top it. They're like, you know what? Have we effed up enough? Ha, 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 hold my beer for a second. They then announce that the suspended game, which will take place Sunday at 1235, is part of a splitted mission doubleheader. Are you effing kidding me? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Make it a regular doubleheader so that if you had tickets for tomorrow or you are exchanging your tickets from Saturday, you get two games. Because let's face it, they played two innings in this game. Two innings. Two innings. Not six innings. Not five innings. Not even four innings. Not even three innings. Because three innings, you could say, ah, oh, it's a third of a game. Two and a third innings. And then you top it by saying it's a double admission, double header. 
I mean, the Nationals are a disgrace. <laughs> and and let's be serious. It's Mother's Day, too. So it's like, do you really expect two different groups of people to show up to, di- to different games? You're lucky to get one group of people to show up yeah. for like half the day. You're right. That's really what it comes down to. By the way, by the way, I think this you were laughing about Vogelback skating through the infield. But there's a possibility that he caused so much damage to that field, making his way to third base. It may have been that's his what fault. basically threw this game. Off. It may have been I mean, his that's fault. A real, that's a real possibility. <laughs> I think the other thing that contributed to this, first of all, the easy first guess, second guess is they shouldn't have started it. They should have waited. They saw the forecast. I saw the forecast. And even if you're going to have a three-hour rain delay to start, if you communicate that with your fans while it still stinks, I think you can make it acceptable. Like, you see this forecast all day. If you want to say, hey, look, we're going to play this game tonight. We have every intention of playing this game tonight. Four o'clock first pitch. We're going to delay it. Look for a 6.30 to 7 o'clock start. You could do that. The other mistake that they made is they let the rain fall on that field without the tarp covering it way too long. I'm going to take you back to a doubleheader or a rainout, I should say, from two years ago. It was early in April. Early in the 2021 season, the Mets were playing the Marlins on a Sunday afternoon, and it was pouring. And I was there. I don't even know why I decided to go. And I was by myself. Like, there was no way my family was going to come to this game. And I, I, you know what? I'll tell you the reason why I was there. It was 2021. We had just had nothing in 2020. And so it was, like, exciting to be out and be at games. So they start a Met-Marlin game in – a rainstorm. It was crazy. And they only had two batters before they stopped the game. Mets Marlins, Marcus Stroman on the mound, and Marcus was pissed off. He was fuming, rightfully so. So they have like a batter or two. They stopped the game. It's a Sunday afternoon, so they couldn't pick it up the next day because the series was over. And they resumed the game like four months later. And it was so bizarre because this whole suspended game rule is a new rule. The way it would have been a couple of years ago is they would have wiped out the first two innings. They would have just said it didn't happen. The stats don't count. The game didn't happen. And whenever they make it up, whether it's a doubleheader in this series or the next series, it would just be a fresh game. They changed those rules. And I agree with those changes because I don't think you should eliminate something that actually happened. Joey Manessis drive the run in in the first inning. It happened. I don't think you should eliminate it. Guy, it's a home run. It happened. The Mets have second and third, one out in the third inning. That happened. So I'm all for it. But I remember when they started that game thinking, how could you start this game in a rainstorm? And then they stopped it. They covered the field. They were never able to resume it. In this case, even if they stopped it in the second inning or the first inning, they were going to be able to resume it. And they would have weather-wise. Like, the reason they stopped this game, or I'm sorry, the reason they suspended this game was not because it's still raining at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. It's because the field was unplayable because the umpires allowed the field to be completely soaked for an extra 25 to 30 minutes. So to me, that was the huge mistake. And look, they're going to play the baseball game on Sunday afternoon. There are some negatives and positives to it in terms of, the way the Met roster is set up right now, which we'll get into in a second, it was just unfair to the fans that are there. <laughs> you know, and, I, and there were Met fans there. So maybe there's somebody listening who made the trip down to DC and they're thinking to themselves, wow, I got screwed in this one. Just some quick thoughts about the two innings that were played. 
I mentioned Joey Lucchese made a huge pitch against Dom Smith to get the double play to get out of the first inning and, and really did it again in the second when the leadoff man got on with a two-base hit by Candelario. So Lucchese's two innings, he gave up a run and four hits, but really it was the big pitches he was able to make to hold the Nationals to one for five with runners in scoring position. The Met offense was mowed down in the first two innings. Daniel Vogelback's base hit. I mentioned Michael Perez getting the start, which I have no problem with. Alvarez has played every day, um, which we like, but very few catchers are able to just put the the tools of ignorance on day after day after day. You want to argue he should DH? That's a different discussion. It's complicated. It's a different discussion. But I think it makes sense that every once in a while, you get your backup catcher in. And Michael Perez on a 2-2 pitch came up with a pretty big hit. And as I tweeted out, he now, after one plate appearance, has more extra base hits this season than I dry Nito. Dry eye Nito. That's right. I think I got it backwards. Dry eye Nito. So when this game resumes on Sunday afternoon, the Mets are down one nothing. It's the top of the third inning. They have second and third one out, and the batter is Brandon Nemo. Quick thought about this game. I got to throw a crazy idea at you, Pete. It's not going to happen. I want to make it clear. The Mets have already announced that Max Scherzer is going to start game two of the doubleheader. They have not announced what their plans are whenever the third inning starts, whether it's the Mets still losing one nothing or maybe taking a lead. I was thinking about Max Scherzer. I was because it's sort of like using an opener, right? You, you've already gotten the six outs from Joey Lucchese. It's two, three, and four of the order, so it's not that different. The Nationals have put in their lineup against the left-hand pitcher. Now you're throwing Max Scherzer in there, and Max is not going eight innings. He's not going, in all likelihood, seven innings. So if you reasonably think, hey, the best I'm going to get out of Max is six innings, you already got two on the board. And David Robertson is not going to be available to pitch in both games. He may not be available to pitch in either game with the amount of pitches he threw on Friday night. So if you go to Scherzer in this game, whether it's down one nothing, tied 1-1, or up 2-1, to one, and it starts the third inning, you're asking for him, if he does give you the outs you're thinking about, the six innings, that gets you to the ninth inning. You're already there. You've already given your bullpen a little bit of a break. And if Scherzer's great, which I know none of us are really expecting right now, but let's just say the extra rest, he's feeling good. This is not a great Nationals lineup. They're averaging less than four runs per game. It's a former team. He's pumped up. If Max gives you his best effort, he could go all nine. And that's not all nine for him. That's all nine for the game. So, I know the Mets aren't going to do it, but why not? I mean, it's basically the same feeling as starting a game. You're you're not coming out of the bullpen, even though you're technically coming out of the bullpen. It's actually a brilliant idea. Thank you. I, I got to be honest. like It's probably the best idea you've ever had. But the problem is it's Max freaking Scherzer. He may not get to the fifth inning of this game. He's terrible. He might give you three innings, and then you're back in the situation again of like, what are we going to do? So yeah, but, but, but I, I, Pete, 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 no matter who you pitch in this game, like you're in that same boat. I mean, the Mets are not going to be able to have a starter pitch this game. They're going to use their bullpen. Now, Brooks Rally is available to be activated, but you're still looking at Steven Nagosik and Tommy Hunter and Jeb Brigham. I mean, that's who you're looking at to try to piece together the final seven innings of this game. I'd argue with you that Max Scherzer gives you a better opportunity 
to give you innings than any of those guys. Do they have anybody that like the twenty sixth or twenty seventh man because it's a double header? Do they yeah. have like an extra text? They Who's are going to be able to add another arm, which is very important because remember the Mets are down a bullpen arm. They're down a bullpen arm because David Peterson and Max Scherzer are both on the roster and they're both in the rotation. So because the Mets, due to the Scherzer injury, have gone through the rotation with a six man, they didn't take a position player away. They're not allowed to. Remember, there's a max on how many pitchers you can have on your roster. It's 13 at a given time. Obviously, that can change with the uh, the 27th man in a doubleheader. But when you have the 26-man roster, the cap is 13. So because they've gone with the six-man rotation, they actually have one less arm in their bullpen. So, look, the the argument, though, Scherzer may not give you much. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's game one or game two. He's starting game two. So Ugh. even though my idea isn't working, they're going to have to piece together this first game the way I described it. And then Max Scherzer, starting from inning number one, pitches game two. Either way, you got to figure out a way to get what potentially could be 16 innings from your bullpen or 15 innings from your bullpen slash Max Scherzer. Like, you have to get a lot of outs on Sunday because you still have to basically play two games. This is going to be brutal. And especially considering the fact that you you are – in a spot to score some runs right here. So you hope the Mets can kind of explode in this inning because, uh, you know, that would be a really good step to at least winning the first game because you need to split this. You can't go out there. If Max Scherzer craps the bet in the second game and gives you another terrible, terrible performance and you lose both games, I mean, this this team is just slowly disintegrating before our eyes. Yeah, I mean, losing both games would be uh, (laughs) a disaster maybe we all expect because we've seen a lot of disasters over the last few weeks. It uh, it creates a strain for the pitching. I mean, that's really the problem, especially because Robertson's role uh, you'll wonder about because of the way Buck used him on Friday night. And I don't have regrets about the way Buck used him Friday night, but there are ramifications for how he used him on Friday night. They're just ramifications when – you have a relief pitcher, and you have them throw nearly 40 pitches, you have to know that while there may have been good that came out of it, and the Mets did win a baseball game, which we'll get to and break down in a little bit, the negative is how available is he over the next couple of days? We knew he wasn't going to be available on Saturday. I'm not even sure he's going to be available on Sunday. And again, the Mets are about to have to embark on 16, 17 innings of baseball because they only played two on Saturday. 